Live from the Journeys Group Studio, this is Taking Care of Business. Good day, this is George Pate. And this is Tommy Pate. Taking care of business. We are in the week after Easter, so I guess that would be... Uh, post, post-Easter? Oh, it's the week before tax day. And I go from religious high to a spiritual dump. Well, <laughs> that's how life goes. Yeah, depending... Uh, by the time this show airs in Greenville, tax we, day will, we will have already... We will have filed bankruptcy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah a week from... Uh, uh, I guess today when the show airs in Greenville is tax day. Oh, well, might as well just end the show here. I mean, I just, it, it, it can't get any better now. Um, anything we need to talk about and do you mind? I'm having a pity party right now. <laughs> we had some friend of ours there last week said they were only getting like $400 back on their income tax. I was like, what? I haven't gotten money back on my income taxes since nineteen since Abraham Lincoln instituted the income tax. Yeah, I mean, b- because of the way our income works, we have to pay estimated quarterly taxes. And so last year, I I got a refund, and the my CPA said, "Do you want us to send you the money or just apply it to your taxes?" And I was like, "That would be like giving that would be like giving a spoonful of heroin to a heroin a heroin addict and then taking it away five minutes later. Just keep it. Just don't don't even give it to me in the first place because you're just going to take it anyway." Anyway, never mind. No, I'm just I um I I, I don't I, you know we talked about this before. I don't mind paying taxes. I don't mind paying my fair share. Uh, I will do it as much as I despise the IRS, and I will publicly talk about how much I despise the IRS. As much as I despise the IRS, I will pay what I owe because I don't want to go to jail for tax evasion. I, I'm I'm too cute for jail. Um, <laughs> but uh, what drives me nuts about paying my taxes is I know how the money's being used and and how it's being wasted. That's what drives me up the wall. Also the the gross uh distribution of or um what's the word I'm looking for? A gross imbalance of who pays taxes. That's that's what drives me insane. I think we've talked about that before. It's a it is a very uh weighted system against our favor uh and so if you ever hear somebody if you ever hear anybody saying that the rich don't pay their fair share of taxes backhand them and walk that, away. that's just that's just not true do the research and you'll you'll find out that the these ultra wealthy pay their fair share of taxes um anyway so anything we need to talk about uh coming out no, of washington dc totally ruined my day already yeah so. well you know well it's gonna be even worse next week when it's actually the I don't day after talk about next week okay next all right week okay. Is soon enough. Okay. okay okay we just had easter last week it was a great week it was a great celebration and I, I really enjoyed last week's show. Um, I, I rarely say that on the air, but I really, really enjoyed the show last week. It, it, it was great to be a part of it and to talk about it and to kind of tie everything together. Um, it was a, I, I just, I, I just think it was a really great show. It was an uplifting show. It, it, it was very uplifting for a, for an event that can be seen on the surface as very um, mournful. But um, anyway, so we are, we're back on our normal um our normal spiel this week. So, my name is George Pate. I'm a financial advisor with the Journeys Group. My name is Tommy Pate. I'm a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group. We are an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aiden, North Carolina, right outside of Greenville. Our phone number is 252-746-6785. Again, that's 252-746-6785. Or you can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www.thejourneysgroup.com. Our website has a variety of financial articles that we rotate on it. It has our contact information as well as our physical location. 
It has a place if you want to request an appointment with us or just have a question you want to fire over to us. You'll just put in your information and then what you need from us and we will be in touch with you. It has links to our social media, to our Facebook, our YouTube channel and our Instagram page. It has uh, a page for our upcoming events. Our next one is our uh, two-night seminar in Edenton, one night on Social Security, one night on retirement planning. There's some details about that up there. Also, more details on the Facebook page about that. Uh, and last but not least, it has the podcast, Taking Care of Business. Uh, there's a place where uh, it, it'll launch you to like 19 different podcast platforms. So just pick one. And uh, if you miss a show and want to catch up on what we talked about, that's the place to do it. And, and I would encourage y'all, I, we never do this, but if you missed last week's show about Easter, I'd really encourage y'all to go listen to that. Uh, it was, it was really important information, not because it was coming from us. I don't, I don't mean to sound like I'm, I'm hyping ourselves up, but I just, I think it was really important information that if you did not get a chance to hear it, I'd really encourage you to go back and listen to it. Um, just a lot of great stuff. So with that being said, I think I have satisfied all of the, uh, marketing gurus and whatnot. So what are we talking about today? You know, I think we should talk about something that's tax-related today and bad economy-related. Yes, indeed. Uh, We are talking about how annuities come into play in volatile times. Now, we talk about annuities a lot. Uh, We talk about them pretty often because they are a very powerful tool. But given the recent events that have gone on with uh, the economy, with the bank runs and everything, there have been some people that have had some concerns about the strength of these insurance carriers, you know, because they say, okay, if this can happen to a bank, what's to stop it from happening to an insurance carrier? And, you know, as I'm sure a lot of y'all are aware, these companies are are often intertwined. You know, you have uh, banks doing business with insurance companies or likewise. And so we've gotten some concerns lately about how how secure are these companies well, it, during these times? Yeah, it's hard to um, – every financial decision that someone makes is predicated upon the, the somewhere the strength of the government and good decisions made by the government. And You do realize that was an oxymoron what you say, just and said. And good decisions <laughs> and made by the government are, are about as mutually exclusive as anything <laughs> I can think of. Uh, and we've had a lot of people ask us, too, about – you know, are, are they doing away with money? What's going on with China and all that kind of thing? Keep in mind that um, it, it, I've been in practice 39 years. Every three or four years, there's some kind of economic crisis. Uh, typically, it's about this. Yeah. Um, there's an awful lot of, um, I guess what you're going to talk about, mm-hmm. there's an awful lot of, firewalls in place to protect the consumer yes uh and 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 that's what we're going to talk about a lot today i did i did learn this last night about the about the silicon valley bank incident um do you know how that started how how that whole run started i do but uh, expound please it started and and they start this is what causes these problems is is people being scared and then it, it spreads like wildfire there was a group chat of depositors at Silicon Valley Bank, like eight people that had seen the news that that Silicon Valley had taken a hit on some investments. And they all said, all right, we got to get out of it somehow. And I don't I don't know how it happened. Somehow that group chat ended up on Twitter and, that's all and it, it spread. That's all it took. This was a social media driven panic. And so, all right, did Silicon Valley make a bad investment and have to take, come out of it and lose money? Yes. But what caused the the run on the bank was not them losing money. It was people panicking. And 
just going on a run with it. I mean, if they had just left it alone, it would have been fine. And so all of what we're going to talk about today is is uh, kind of coming back to just don't panic. Just 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 chill. Um, so I did not know that, but I thought that was very interesting. Well, it's, again, it shows the power of social media and how yeah. dangerous it is because social media has very little um, – it's like gossip, you know. Yeah. it's ten percent fact, ninety percent fiction, mm-hmm. and and the giants, Facebook, Instagram, all that, whatever, uh, that run social media, have don't care if it's any true to it or not. They just want to be social media is for entertainment. Yeah, uh, we don't really have any media anymore that's for education unless you do it on your own. But it's it's purely entertainment. Yeah, and um, it, they don't care whether it's true or not. They just want people to read it and and get excited about it yeah and so with all with all that being said um we're talking about these annuities in in a volatile time which is what we're in right now so let's start by talking about you know we've we've talked about how annuities the annuities that we're talking about and the ones that that i'm talking about primarily today are what's called a fixed indexed annuity and i'll I'll just explain what that is really quickly and then we'll go back to this so a fixed indexed annuity uh, has two portions of it. It has a fixed portion and an indexed portion. A fixed portion is uh, the contract is paying a certain percentage a year, and that's it. The indexed portion, so it's it's very basic, that portion. The indexed portion is the money in the annuity is tracking an index in the market or several indexes in the market. It's not invested in the market. It's tracking the performance. And based on the performance of those indexes, you get credited interest for it. And so that's, that's the fixed portion and the indexed portion. So you kind of get the best of both worlds without any of the risk of the market because these typically have downside protection where the contract can't go down. So it's a very safe investment, all right? But you could also argue that putting your money in the bank is a very safe investment. And a couple of weeks ago, I'm sure a lot of people were questioning that. So let's talk about the difference between a bank and an insurance company, uh, the risks that these products have. So um, with a bank, banks don't just hold your cash in the bank all the time. Uh, they don't just have all the cash just laying around. They're investing. They're they're taking your money and uh, everybody else's money, and they're putting it into long term or long dated bonds. Yeah, they have to keep a percentage of their uh, assets in cash, but yeah. it's a very small percentage. Yeah, and that that's one and, of. The- and when you hear runs on bank, that's what people are talking mm-hmm. about. It's where people, uh, you know, if a bank has a hundred million dollars, they have to keep two million dollars in cash. And if more than people, if people want more than $2 million in one day, then the bank has to start liquidating things to raise the cash, usually at a loss. That's a bank run. Yes. Um, and that's one of the regulatory things that they're looking at now is, is, is changing that. Um, and so these are in bonds. So what happens is as interest rates have gone up, these bonds have lost value. That's what causes a run is they had to come out at a loss. Um, with these, these annuities, these annuities tend to be, you know, so with, with a bank, obviously we all know that if you put money into a bank today, you can get it back tomorrow and there's no penalty to the consumer to, to take your money out of a bank. There's no, there's nothing to stop you from doing it. You don't lose any of your money by doing it. Let's contrast that with an annuity. An annuity is a long-term investment typically. With an annuity, there, 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 for a long-term annuity, there's a surrender period. So for a certain number of years, if you come out of the annuity early, you pay a penalty. 
you know, they they withhold some of those funds. And so there's a very strong so just like the banks, these insurance companies are taking this money, they're investing it in long term bonds, that sort of thing. But there's a there's a certain level of protection with the insurance companies because there's a very strong incentive to not come out of these early. And so that does mitigate some of that risk. But that's why we always talk about with annuities, you got to make sure that you're aware of that. Make sure that you have enough cash available so that if you do need cash, you don't have to come out of this. All of that to say, um, it's I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it's very, very unlikely that a bank, that an insurance company will ever face a run because it would, it would require everybody that's got money with that insurance company to all come out of the annuity contracts they have at one time. And again, because of these penalties, there's a really strong incentive to not do that. And again, as long as the consumer is aware of that, perfect. But that does mitigate some of the risk. The other thing that the insurance companies do, when we talk about these bonds, when insurance companies are investing in bonds, the the time limit for the bonds typically line up with a group of contracts. So you they get a group of contracts that are for 10 years. They'll typically use all of that money to buy 10-year bonds. And so right when the bond matures, the contracts mature. And so if all of those people come out at one time and need that money, the money is now available. And so there, there is some mitigation of risk there as well. Um, we talked about how Insurance companies and banks kind of work together often. You know, some of the indexes that you'll see with these contracts, uh, I think uh, one of the most common that we see is a Bank of America index where, um, you know, Bank of America is supporting an index in the market. Now, you might say, okay, if Bank of America is supporting the index, um, what kind of danger does that put me in if Bank of America goes on a run? All right. First of all, the chances of Bank of America going on a run, if Bank of America goes on a run, We've got bigger problems because as large as Bank of America is, um, that would cause the whole world to go under. If so, if a if a bank that size is on a run, we've we've got some major problems. But again, the way that we mitigate this risk is the insurance companies and the um, and the banks typically hedge on each other. And what that means is, you know, they're, they are covering their, you know, if we're using a Bank of America index, the insurance company has something to hedge the bet just in case something happens to Bank of America. And typically, again, the way that regulations are set up is that if something does happen, the banks or the insurance company is the one that eats this, not um, not the consumer. You know, if something were to happen with that index, um, regardless of how they make or lose money in their hedging activity. They pay the insurer. They pay the uh, the consumer the same amount. So there there is that protection where, regardless of whether they make or lose money, you still get paid the same amount. And that is for you know people say, well, how do they do that? And we can explain it to them, but it's it's very complicated. And at the end of the day, the only thing that they, that the consumer needs to be aware of is that it's not your problem to figure out how they're going to pay you. Just the fact, but you're all going to. But you are going to get paid. Yeah. That the whole point of it is, it is not your problem to figure out how they're going to pay you because they have to pay you in addition to this um yeah and my notes here say if an insurer gains or loses as a result of their own policy hedging activity that's not passed on to the policy holder and so if they take a loss because of a bad hedge that's not passed on to you and it's their problem to figure out how they're going to pay you the other thing i want to point out is that you know we 
we get the question a lot when we're recommending an annuity to somebody about the strength of the insurance companies. We, number one, we only work with A-rated companies or better, uh, and the, these are names that if I started naming some of them, you would you would probably recognize them. But the other thing to be aware of is that just like with um, with a bank account, just like with the FDIC, and I don't remember the name of the committee that that ensures this. Insurance carriers have a a certain amount of insurance protection as well on any one individual account. Do you know the name of the committee that does that? It's the uh, each state guarantees these accounts up to a quarter million dollars per account, just like with a bank account. Correct. Yeah, and, and and what we also tell people is that if one of these companies goes under. Typically, what happens is a larger company will come in and absorb them. They will buy them out. What also happens, the states will have a provision in place that if a, if a larger company, if company A is buying company B that has gone under, company before company A can buy company B, company A has to promise to honor all of these contracts. So let's say that you've got a contract with company B that's paying you 15% compound interest per year for your life. That's a really, really great deal. All right. Company A comes in and buys that, buys that contract, so to speak. They can't come in and cut that to 1%. They have to, they have to honor it. And so again, along with the, um, the contracts being insured up to a certain amount there, the states are always looking out for the consumer. Contrary to, you know, how we talk about the government, the states, the state insurance regulators do a really great job of, of taking care of the consumer. They are not in the, they are not in favor of the insurance company their sole job is to take care of the insurer um so there's that as well um you guys no, i was gonna say that key there again there's so many firewalls in place um i've been in practice 39 years i've seen a couple of insurance companies go under uh but when they went under it's like a bank going under somebody immediately steps george said somebody immediately stepped forward and bought them and made them well, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I have never seen people lose money because their insurance company went under. Never. And again, the the companies that we're talking about are huge here. So if we always tell people, you know, if this company goes under, the whole world has gone under and we've got bigger problems than, than you having lost your money. Um, so all of this to say, you know, we've talked about how how – banks and insurance companies interact because there is a fair amount of interaction often you know as, as we've talked about they will banks will sponsor an index or um the the fixed portion of a contract will often be invested in a bank keep in mind though that these are these are not regional banks that uh, these insurance companies are inv- th- these insurance companies are not investing in a silicon valley bank uh, they're investing in Bank of America, a Truist, a Wells Fargo. Well, may, Wells Fargo may be, a bad, may be a bad example right now, <laughs> but they're investing in these huge national banks. They're not investing in these small regional banks because, again, there's a certain amount of risk associated with these small regional banks that you just don't have with a larger bank. Um, so there's a lot of protection there. Now, how does this all play into to your retirement plan? Um because there are so many mitigated risks here with the insurance companies, I think that really shows the the strength of an annuity during these volatile times. You know, if you've got a contract that's paying a fixed rate right now, that's a pretty good rate. You know, if and we're talking like a, a seven or eight percent a year contract, and there's several of those out there that do that. In a volatile time like now, these annuities are really, really, really strong in the right scenario. And I want to emphasize in the right scenario. More often than not, I mean, most of the time when we're doing a financial plan for somebody, we're using a combination of 
the stock market of bonds and annuities. The combination of these three we have found works the best instead of each individual piece. Now, that's not to say each individual piece won't work well on its own, but to use them all together, typically the sum the sum of its parts is greater than the whole, I think is, uh, the, is the phrase. Um, and anytime, you know, there was a, uh, that was, I was reading about a, a study yesterday where um, a group had taken all of these together and they ran what's called a Monte Carlo scenario, which is where they, they take. They run millions of different scenarios. Yeah. Th- different th- this particular one, they ran it like a hundred thousand times and they, you know, they, they put in the variables. They said, okay, we've got a couple that makes this amount per year. This is what they want in retirement. And they ran the scenario a hundred thousand times with different micro variable changes every time. And they figure out with different changes or with different investments, what's the probability that they will reach their goal? And and with a Monte Carlo scenario, 90% is, is considered um, 100%, basically. Yeah. If, if it's above 90%, that's considered well. And starting off with just the stock market, all right? I, I think it, it made it like 85% of the time or something. So pretty good, but not quite where you want to be. The combination of stock market, bonds, and annuities all together had like a 97, in this particular case study, had like a 97% probability of hitting the goal. And remember, again, I know George has told us before, that there's so many protections in place for you. If you go through and you just follow the very basic steps that we're talking about. You're going to be fine. Yeah, you know, and 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 to all to to anybody that's worried about their bank going under, the question you have to ask ask yourself: Do you have more to, more than a quarter million dollars at any one bank? And chances are probably not. As long as you don't have more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars in one bank, you're fine because you're covered up to that amount. And so, per account, per per account, yes, per account. So. If you've got half a million dollars in one bank in one account, take two fifty of it and move it to another bank and open a new account, and there you go. You're mitigated. Yeah, yeah it doesn't. It's not rocket science. Yeah, here. It's, it's there are very simple steps to ease these fears. But again, and 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 I'm not. I don't mean to sound like I'm bashing regional banks. I'm not. I I, I love small banks. They're they're because they're very they're great to work with. You know, you can get to know the people that work there. But just be smart about it. I mean, there's no reason to have that much cash in the bank to begin with. So. Um, like we've talked about with these annuities, some of the pros here, you know, you've got principal protection. And, you know, if, if we're talking about these fixed indexed annuities, which is 99% of what we talk about, you got principal protection. If the market just continues to go down, it doesn't matter. You know, you, you cannot go backwards with this. Um, we talked about how these insurers have, you know, these long dated investments, these long dated bonds, but to mitigate people coming out of it they have those surrender penalties and so that really decreases the amount the 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 probability of the insurance company going on a run because the probability of everybody coming out all at one time and taking that penalty is very low there's a certain amount of people that will and they're banking on that but most that that's just not going to happen um and along with that having the fixed portion as well as the indexed portion helps you to take advantage of both a volatile market or, or it helps you to do well in a volatile market and a normal stock market. So, you know, the fixed percentage is great in a time like right now where you're not really sure what the market's going to do from day to day, much less a month from now. Fixed portion is great. In a normal year, the index part is great because you still have that principal protection, but you can take advantage of what the market's doing. Um, now, some of the, some of the, you know, I've talked about the good. Let's talk about the cons. Um, 
these are long-term investments. This is not like a CD where you can put it in and nine months later or a year later or 18 months later, it comes back out and, and the money is yours again. These are long-term investments and you need to understand that. We're talking uh, the uh, the average length of time for this contract for these kind of contracts is around 10 years, anywhere from seven to 10 years. Most of them are 10-year are contracts. So you need to be aware of that if you're thinking about purchasing these. Are you okay with locking this money up for 10 years? and not ha- not being able to access all of it. Do you have sufficient cash on hand in an absolute emergency? So there's that. Number two, we've talked about this. Be aware of the fees that you're paying on these contracts. A lot of times when you get all when you start adding all these bells and whistles, there's a fee on all of them and they add up quickly. So if you're going to be tracking an index, let, let's say we're tracking the S&P 500. All right, if I'm just tracking the S&P 500, probably not going to have a whole lot of fee with that. If I'm tracking the S&P 500 that's got a guaranteed rate with it or something like that, that's going to car, that's going to charge you. So just be aware of that. Also keep in mind that um, what these contracts are paying is sensitive to interest rates. So if, if, Interest rates are, as interest rates are constantly changing, these rates are constantly changing. Not necessarily a con, just something to be aware of. Um, so if you have questions about this, if you want more information or uh, just want to discuss it more, give us a call 252-746-6785. Again, 252-746-6785. Um, a little bit of a little bit of a more informational show today, but I, I feel I feel like it was important with all of the fear and uh, all the hoorah. Yeah, all the hoorah that we talked about this because yes, most they, of which is worthless. Exactly that, and that at the end of the day, that's that's what's important is um, just keep doing like you're doing. Don't panic, and the biggest thing is don't panic. Don't listen to the garbage. Don't panic. Just stay the course. If you got more than two hundred fifty thousand in the bank, move it somewhere. Move it somewhere else. Um, it, it just don't panic. That that's the biggest thing. Have a financial plan, stick to it, and everything's going to be okay. Uh, there are things in place to help protect you as the consumer. Um, so anyway, I'll get off my soapbox now. Uh, we appreciate you letting us spend some time with you today. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and we look forward to visiting with you next week. This is George Pate, and this is Tommy Pate, taking care of business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC registered investment advisor.